with GM. I mean, there's some competition between corporations. There's no competition against corporations themselves. Now, are you suggesting that this corporate age that we live in is to some degree responsible for our current economic crisis? The corporate age that we're in is the current economic crisis. <laughs> you know, there's no difference. The economic crisis that we're in is the crisis of a debt-based economy. I mean, in one sense, when John McCain said, well, this is really psychological, you know, the economy is actually sound. In a weird way, those guys were actually right. Are there people with skills and with needs? Do we still have land on which we can grow crop? Do we still have a manufacturing base? Yes. Yeah, we still have all the things of which a real economy can be made. The problem is we live in a virtual economy. We live in a derivative economy. We live in an economy that is fueled by debt. You're saying in some ways we've stopped being a nation of producers. I mean, yes, we still have producers, manufacturers and other people who actually make things, but uh, that's not really what drives the economy anymore. Right. Our economy is not driven by the creation of value. Our economy is driven by the creation of debt. And the object is not to actually pay back the debt by creating value. The object is to pay back the debt by getting other people to go into greater debt. And that's because our biggest business in America is banking, is speculation. The speculative economy is actually bigger than the real economy. So that means that, that derivatives really outweigh value creation as an economic priority. And that's why we're in trouble. Now, you've also talked about uh, the centralized currency that we have. I mean, the, the money system which we all take for granted. I mean, is there anything else? Right. I mean, short of going back to the Middle Ages and, you know, bartering in, in the markets, is there a different well, the way to is, do this? There is, you know, and, and it's interesting because in the Middle Ages, they had something other than bartering in the markets. They had local currencies. You know, in the old days, back in the Middle Ages, before all this stuff was made illegal, people used to bring grain in from the fields and they'd weigh it at the grain store and you'd get a receipt for the grain that you brought in. So if you brought in, you know, 500 pounds of grain that season, you'd get receipts for 500 pounds of grain. And then you could spend those receipts as money because everyone knew what they were actually worth. Now, when money is created through the abundance of the crop, it is no longer a necessarily scarce resource over which people are competing. It doesn't have the same the bias as the kind of currency that we use. And these towns, and this is why there was such a crisis in the late Middle Ages, this is why the aristocracy went nuts, is that the merchant class was getting rich. The bourgeois, what we call the middle class, was getting richer than the aristocracy because they were trading. There was so much money in these little towns through all this local currency, this abundance-based economy that they had developed, they had so much extra money that they built cathedrals. We call the late Middle Ages the age of cathedrals. And it's not because the Vatican was writing a check for them to build something. It was because there was so much extra money. They were literally investing their money in the future by investing it in real things. What the aristocracy did was said, 
this is crazy. We can't live in a world like this. So what did they do? They made local currency illegal. I mean, there were wars fought. People died. Blood was spilled. And they said, no, no, you all have to use coin of the realm that's going to be issued from the central treasury by the king with his picture on it. If you use anything else, we'll kill you. And this new money is going to be scarce. We're going to release it in such a way now that you all have to compete over it or pay it back to the central treasury. And it changed the way the economy works. And it's the economy that we live in today, where money is released by the Federal Reserve, where it's literally lent into existence and it has to be paid back in greater quantity than it was borrowed. And how can you pay back more money than exists in circulation? Well, by borrowing more money and so on and so on. So are you saying that we would be better off now in the 21st century if we had local currencies, a number of local currencies rather than one centralized currency? I'm saying we'd be better off now if we're going to live in a market society with a free market currency system as well, where people wouldn't have to use a single long-distance fiat centrally issued currency for every single thing in their lives. There are kinds of transactions between me and...